So Grasso, we just have come out of, you know, relative quarantine for the last year and a half, 19 months, whatever it may be. That has given us a lot of time to enjoy the streaming services that are we have access to. Mm. Give give our listeners at home two fantastic shows and or movies that you have enjoyed while being stuck at home. Um, so this is like a long list because like we watched a lot of we a lot of content. A lot of content was give me three then. Give me three. No, it's okay. I don't have to give you three. They're all gonna be they're all the Marvels. Um, that have come out, um, but also a new show that I'm pretty high on right now is Only Murders in the Building. Um, it's Steve Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez, and it's it's good. I mean, it's fantastic. The chemistry is wonderful. the The comedy is very well written. Um, a show that I have rewatched a couple of times. Two shows that I've rewatched over quarantine that just like just make me belly laugh a lot is uh community i've been watching a lot of community love me some community that the characters on that show are just just like just fantastic community has been really good um we watched uh, what else did we rewatch this i mean we watched um parks and rec like probably four times just be- just like stayed playing on in the house um for a while you know the but show I- that i got into that I had never watched, but I was able to in quarantine. Avatar: The Last Airbender. I just I binged that in like uh, in a month. Yo. It's incredible. Same boat, dude. Same boat, man. I did. I had never seen it, and Kara had seen it. And she's like, "You've never watched this? this? Is like right up your alley." And I remember I have like a vivid memory of like being a babysitter one time, and like it was on like Nickelodeon, and the kid was watching, and I was like, "This is pretty good," but I was like 15 years old, and I was like, "But this is a kid show." So I didn't watch it or I didn't pay attention to it. I have like that very vivid memory of, of ignoring it. And we watched it over the quarantine. And it's like one of my favorite animes now. It's one of the, it's one of those that we were, we were too old for it when it came out. We're like, we're too cool for cartoons. And we just, just never did. Yeah. I kind of fell down a uh, murder procedural show tra- hole. I watched a lot of like uh, Mayor of Easttown and Broadchurch and like all these other ones. It was, uh, yeah, it was uh, not the best stuff to be watching while while you're inside indoors all the time. Ugh, you know what Kara's been watching the last couple of days? That's just really been, uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh boy, it's a soap opera wrapped in a hospital. It's like, and then it's like. The saddest things are happening. I'm like, we're locked in the house. Like, why are we watching the saddest show possible? Just want to cry every single time. But thank God for football. All right, welcome back, everybody, uh, to week four of season two of the Pining Four podcast. I, as always, am the mouth breather, Ben Max. Always uh, the mouth breather? Always the mouth breather? There's a lot of hope for your season. Always, always this season is what I'm feeling like. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes, but um, I don't have high hopes. We'll get into it. Uh, the guy you just heard is uh, the wiener, the the doge, the wiener's wean dog himself, Greg Marco, and our silent partner, but he's floating around there. Two Ooh. beers too deep. It's Chris Grasso. Uh, the man in the booth is off this week. He's in Cabo. So I'm going to be the man in the booth. In Cabo. Soaking up some rays. Yeah, apparently. That's that's what he tells me. That's how he gets out of these gigs, I guess. So, uh, you know, it's week three. 
or it's just after week three. It's our week four, but we're uh, things are starting to crystallize in our league. What are some big takeaways from last week before we dive right into it? Ah. There are there are clear tiers in our league. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a top three teams and there's a bottom four teams, and, and then there's a bunch of teams in the middle. Um, that's kind of that's kind of what I've seen. Also, one thing I picked up after looking at the standings, there's seven two and one teams. There's only one three and O team. Just one three and O team. That's that's correct. And, and, and one then and the one. one which, and three which, team is, which three? Which team is which team is three and uh, I believe it's the two beers too deep. All oh, right. You mean yeah, the team that started uh, with a what nine game winning streak last year? Was it? No, and came in second place. Got it. Remember. It, that's totally fine. It's totally fine. So yeah, and then on the other end of the spectrum, there's only one Owen. Or no, there's actually two Owen three teams. If you can believe it, I'm not the only one. Uh, but I have by far have the least amount of points. Now, an interesting thing about that too is I also have the most points scored against me. So I, but the the biggest points differential is just all in my corner. I've had no hope. Yeah, uh, man, you're getting beat up on. You got beat up last season too. You had a lot of really good games against you last season. The luck is uh, the luck is running out, man. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's been a steady decline. Goes first place, second place, fifth place, seventh, twelfth. On my way to twelfth again. So. You can't get any points, right? Yeah, it's been bad, Ben. You need to you need to step it up a little. Bit. I I don't need, I don't even know, man. I you, uh, all my guy like every single guy I have is getting the volume. They're just not hitting pay dirt. Jonathan Taylor has 80% of the carries for Indianapolis, but they're not doing anything. Naeem Hines, Vulture is the only opportunities he gets for a touchdown. Uh, Stefan Diggs keeps getting volume, doesn't get a touchdown. I, I, I just don't know what to do. And then, Have you had a team meeting? I, I have, but nobody attended. So it was just me yelling at a wall. Road. Road? Rude. Like they're rude. Oh, they're, they're rude. rude. Yeah. That yeah, no, they are. It's it's bad news bears. So let's let's move right into that matchup. As a matter of fact, I think that's a good segue. We'll uh, we'll talk right about my matchup. And it was everybody. First of all, this was a terrible week for picks for everybody. We all did. We all only got it. No more than two right. E- even with Doge's, you, you sent yours in via via text. You missed one matchup, but you sent me all of them but one. But you, you, nobody got a, a, a very many right. So everybody thought Vinny was the consensus worst team here, and uh, he ha- his team had something to say about that. He just completely steamrolled my face with Josh Allen scoring 40 points and Zeke Elliott and Kareem Hunt both scoring over 24, uh, and his defense doing real well, and I, you know, I had, I have obviously had some wide receiver injuries, but my team just couldn't do anything. It was, it, this was, this is the, a great example of how the week went. There weren't any close matchups. I mean, besides the Eckle Dale matchup, which we'll get to later, me and Joe was a little tight, but I was never nervous. I think this, what the, what the highlight of the week was, was the, uh, with our new payment structure was the most points of the week mm-hmm. uh, during the Monday night game. There was, oh, a, there was multiple yeah. lead, multiple lead changes between Vinny and myself and the yep. competition yeah, for that, that 20 bucks. And that kept it so live. Like your games were already done. Like you would one by a mile, but you were still paying attention to the point. It was the only reason I was watching Monday night football was to make all sure three that of, all, all three of you had are, the games had already been decided essentially. So it was really about, you know, what, who was going to get that final touchdown. And My favorite part nothing, of the ESPN. I, I was in the running for that too. Yes, for a if while. Debo yeah. If Debo would have went off, I was close. Yeah. My my favorite part of the uh, ESPN app change with the percentile chance of winning is that if your team's not if you're guaranteed to win because you have one player left and the other guy's done, you have more points. You still only have a ninety nine percent chance to win, just in case that person runs backward for a hundred yards. It'll never give you the hundred. Yeah, it'll, it'll never there's always a one percent chance. It could it could always it could happen. So, yeah, so, you know, Vinny's team, maybe not too bad. Who knows? Uh, still not great. But we'll move on because that was uh, that was just a travesty. So we'll talk about another uh, – well, well, let's actually – let's talk about that close matchup. Let's talk about the weak side werewolves and big X bashers. Uh, like we said, it was close. And how close, if you're wondering, 
Big X Bashers came up 115.8 against weak side werewolves, 113.85. And really, you had a lot of the bashers doing pretty well, except for his lead running back. You know, it's another New England running back situation. And on werewolf side, he had quite a few his play, players do well on the top half of his team. But it just, it, you know, you couldn't, it was just little bits here or there. Little, any different choice Dale could have made could have resulted in a win. But what he did, especially, you know, Saints defense on his bench scoring 20, but you can never predict things like that. So it was just a tight matchup all around. That Sermon touchdown was the, was the deciding factor. Yeah. If he, he somehow, after being pretty terrible in that Sunday night game, just somehow went into the end zone. And that was, that was the nail in the coffin for Dale. It was tight. It was one of those. And it's one of those that if I'm Dale, I'm in my head, I might, you know, I, you know on the, on the leaderboard, I might be 0 and three, but in my head, I, I'm at least one and two. My team is, is good enough to compete. Yeah. And he played without, you know, Johnson on his team what was not starting and you know we always used to dog I mean we still will I'm sure in future episodes echo for overmanaging himself but he really picked besides Damian Harris he really picked the perfect lineup this week for I himself. will say we we always call Joe Joey Tinks uh, yeah you know who has more moves than Joe for Musa this year who's that Gregory Echo he's made 18 roster moves already he has spent fab- confidence in his pl- in his team that's why yeah. He has spent fab on players and then dropped them two days later. Yeah, he's he really has been the tank. His his quarterback situation has been a revolving door all year. He's picked up what six quarterbacks and already. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, him playing that wave of you know guys that are kind of backups um, on his bench. He's got. I mean. Chuba, Chuba Huba is, uh, he's a starting running back. You know, he's, he's probably a, a, a genuinely good flex play, but Echo doesn't need that because he's, his wide receiving court is ridiculous. So he's always got a constant flex, um, wide receiver one flex. He needs heavier running backs, I think, to take him all the way to win a championships. And he needs to figure out a quarterback. His top three slots are a question mark all the way down. Um, so, he doesn't really have a quarterback to hang his hat on. Teddy Bridgewater looks good, but he's not a fantasy machine, you know, in a win versus the jets. He still only had 14 fantasy points. He's going to be off the team next week when he picks up the guy he's looking for. So, so I mean, Eckle won by the skin of his teeth, Mm -hmm. but his team looks really good. And there's just like very slight things that he needs to figure out and not over mismanage and he'll having a new angling running back as your number one running back is always a, a test of faith, you know? Right. All right. Let's move on to uh, a matchup with two teams that honestly, I don't know what to make of either of them. Uh, there's a lot of question marks on both of them and they're both two and one and they faced each other this week. I'm talking about the keys to success in the show me your TDs, the keys to success scored a 106.6 and show me a TD scored 84.2. And, you know, they both, both teams have good points and bad points. I don't really know if either of them are that great. Mahomes, uh, you know, the, the chiefs as a whole have been pretty disappointing. Saquon Barkley finally had his coming out party. I think Mike Davis is going to end up being a bust and that whole Atlanta team really. And then you look on Jimmy's team and he just doesn't really have anybody going. He had Dalvin cook injured, obviously, but I don't know. I just can't figure out either of these teams, if they're good or bad, I think they're just kind of in the middle. I said this in episode one, the Keegan is going to be the bad, good team. He's going to have that, you know, he's going to have a playoff record and he's going to get to the playoffs. We're going to be like, how did Keegan's team get there with Patrick, just Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. And he's and, and that's where he's going to be. He'll probably finish sixth or fifth or sixth. But I, I just think that, yeah, I think you're right. I think this, the, both of these teams are very similar um, in their construction. Um, and, and I think this was just a, a day where a week where Keegan was better than Jimmy. And, and genuinely, it looks like it's a lot of points, but it's really not that many points when you break it all down. Um Jimmy's running back room is really hurting for any sort of life. I mean, usually Montgomery like comes on later in the season. That's something you can hang your head on and hope for. 
Um, Mike Davis looks like he's a bust on Keegan's side. At the end of the day, this matchup is like one of those anyone really could have won if Tyler Lockett comes on. You know, they had a weird loss against Minnesota. They really couldn't get anything going. Um, the, that Rams defense against Tampa Bay, maybe not the best play for Jimmy. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think either of these teams can win the league uh, this year. I'm I'm totally in that boat with you. They, they're, they can put up a good amount of points a, a given week and have a probably a playoff caliber season, but I don't think they can get in the top three. Agreed. But we'll see. You know, it's still early. It's only week week four of 14 in the regular season, one extra week this year. We'll move on to one of our own uh, matchups this week. We're looking at two beers too deep versus the Papa Squats. Uh, and two beers too deep just basically just steamrolled the Papa Squats. Uh, the lowest point getter this week, you know, we were talking about the Broken Cox being so bad. They were the fourth lowest point getter this week. So their team, you know, they're still, they still point up points, but I digress. Uh, basically, this is where we were talking about early in the season where Spencer's management is going to come into play now that Christian McCaffrey is injured. Uh, AJ Brown is doing nothing for his team and he's got a lot of bench players that are doing well. It's going to come out to a lot of difficult decisions. So I don't know if Spencer's going to be able to weather this. Meanwhile, the other side, Grasso's team is kind of set and forget. And most of his team is just doing what they're supposed to, uh, you know, like with Stafford and Henry and, uh, and I, I think, I think it, Spencer got bit by the injury, but AJ Brown went down, um, this week um, in, in mid game. So that hurt him again, the Christian McCaffrey going down definitely hurt him. I have Christian McCaffrey in, in the other league I'm in. And the, the reason I lost the week because I only got five points in that league. It's he just got hit by the injury bug. And not, I'm not sure why you're talking about another league. Cause it's not important here. It's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, I'm just, I was the best team in that other league. And now I'm, yeah, that's, I'm that's not okay. anymore. Now you're not, but this is not a podcast about oh, that. Other sorry. League. This is a podcast about the oh. The Alba League. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Current leader in the league. Relax. Okay. This is what we're doing. We're here to talk about the Alba League. Okay. Not your other league status. We're here to talk about how Spencer's team absolutely turned into. But the McCaffrey injury is Wait. probably only going to be two weeks because he didn't get put on the IR. He, he right. did so, not. So, so Spencer's team can rehab and get a win. He takes out McCaffrey, puts in. I don't know, Hines. You put in Naheem Hines there. He's been poaching touchdowns. Do it. And you just hope for the best, really. Um, that that's that's really all he can do. He doesn't really have anybody else that he can pick up. Yeah, no, I our waiver wire is alarmingly thin already. Especially at running back. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, uh, there it is a wasteland. Dude, you look any information that ESPN provides you. Like any article that's like, here are the top running backs there. You know, he's only in 0.7% of leagues. Guess what? It's Chuba Hubbard, and he already got picked up by Echo. <laughs> Echo drafted him. You know, like this is the, this, the disgusting part about this league is that we're all on top of so uh, We're in it. We're like deep in it. And, and not going to work. It's, it's it, you know, we're not, there's, it's everything's so close. You need to be like on it. If you're not on it, you're it's over. Get to the chopper. That's when you use that sounder, Ben. That was so good. We were uh, like, when are we gonna use that? And was, that just worked out so great. Uh, and it's a perfect segue into our next matchup. Uh the Moose Mayhem versus the Wieners Wien Dogs. Now we were hoping the Moose would be here, but as we said before, he's in Cabo, uh, and his team lost 113.45 to 137.25 against Wiener's Wien Dogs. And, you know, Doge's team really showed up. I mean, he's still going to have some issues at tight end, but everybody else really, really showed up for him, especially, you know, Herbert and Carson, who I've always been a fan of, and Cooper Hop Cup is just a world beater right now. And Moose's team still did well. Uh, with 113, but when you're going up against Doge, everybody has to really bring it. And that pick he spent so much money for Rondale Moore just didn't do anything. Grasso, what do you think? 
Oh yeah, I was I was gonna I was interested to see if Wiener was gonna talk first about how good his team is and how like I'm pretty sure last week I was I'm like making him wait. I'm pretty sure last week I said the words like, "Oh, well, Cooper Cup can't do that again." Like I'm pretty sure I said exactly <laughs> that. That's the soundbite that I want. When you were like, "Hey, you want to set?" I was thinking that's what I want. Just okay, a clip of that. Yeah, just for some regret from last week because I definitely said that. Great. Um, and I take it back because he's is he going to be the best wide receiver in the NFL this year? Is he going to be like Stefan Diggs last year? Yeah, I, just, I he has one of those seasons with Stafford. Yeah, I think he just lo- he just looks in those first games. If you're watching the film, the separation that he's getting is it, like it makes it makes make doesn't make sense. He's so open. He's so open on all of these plays. The dude scored five touchdowns already. He's the first person to score five touchdowns, five receiving touchdowns just in the first three weeks since 1957 when it was, uh, I believe his name was e, uh, Elo, uh, Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch. The guy's nickname was yes. Crazy Legs. Yes. That sounds like a picture. I see that little infographic coming up. I saw that. I just, I was like, I Crazy Legs. I just, so, yes. Is Cooper Cup Matt Stafford's best friend? I think so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I'm yeah, I'm very pessim I'm very pessimistic about this the way the season has started because I have had seasons before when I went ten and three and I had a world beating team and then all of a sudden I get to the playoffs and I scored like sixty points. So I'm worried. I'm always working. I'm always trying to see if I can improve the team and make it better and make it deeper. Um, you know, Ben and I pulled off the first trade of the year. Granted, it was for you know, oh. it was it was it was uh, uh, pennies. Shook, it was pennies for nickels. And, and I I shook my head at that trade, big boy. I saw that trade and I was like, oh man, I'm a Jets fan, and I shook my head at that trade. You cannot trust the Jets offense. No, and I understand that, but he's getting the volume. That was that decision is that I need running backs in case one of my two guys goes out that's going to get volume. I agree, but I threw out a dozen trade offers to, to about eight different people, and no one responded besides Ben. You know, I don't, I don't think I talked about Moose's team. They're good. He's yeah, I good. just want to see that it's good. I just don't want to. No, they are good. Amari had one of Amari Cooper just kind of didn't show up. Rondale Morey spent all that that dab 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 on. He left seventy four points on his bench. Like yeah, you can't do that and yep. and win. Jamar Chase definitely should have played. Um, he has eleven he, receptions and four touchdowns. He's getting is insane. He could get away. He's had. I think Detroit's running back situation is going to be like when Melvin and no, when Mark Ingram. And Alvin Kamara were on the same team. They're just getting points every single day because they understand how bad Jared Goff is as a passer. So they're like, let's just pass it off to these guys. And, you know, it's going to be difficult for him to manage that because there's always going to be points in one of them. And I don't think he wants to start both of them, but he should. Yeah, it's a, it's a gamble. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a gamble. His team's, uh, his team's well constructed. He just didn't make the right choices this week. Yeah, he's, it's one of those he just got beat by a team that, uh, you know, I scored 137 points. That's that was points. it. But he could have scored that po- those points if, I don't know, do some math here. But, but you know, yeah. he's, his team's great. Both these teams are great. I think this is the top tier of the league, you know. So, yeah, then that's, th- th- that's a good point. And we have one matchup to talk about, and then we'll, we'll get into some other stuff. So the last matchup is the dynasty uh, Deej's team versus the Fitz magic, our current and reigning champions. Uh, and the Fitz magic came up massively short to, to put it one way uh, scoring 79.9 points against the week's points and $20 winner Deej scoring 146.6 Basically, everybody on Deej's team scored double digits. He had 20 from Manson, Prescott, and Harris. And Harris had 14 catches, which was a record for a rookie running back. Uh, so you're not going to see that type of volume like that. Again, it's just everybody went well. Everything went well for him. And we're starting to see the cracks we were talking about in Fitz's team. Yeah, I just... <laughs> Again, I, I think that the tiers are very are separating, and I actually think Deej's team over overperformed. When I look yeah. at Deej's team, I don't like it, 
I think he's, I think he's very boomer bust, which is, is great. And, and you need to, and you need to have those boom games, but I think there's going to be games where Gibson and, and Harris are just for whatever, you know, their offenses are not going to click. Again, I have a part of that Steelers offense too. I got, I have Claypool and you know, there's Ben Roethlisberger literally tripped on a hash mark. Like he, it was me playing quarterback. He looks like what Greg Marku would look he's, like playing quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he is so done as a Steelers fan. Like I just can't wait Greg, for him to just like Greg, break his leg and be done. I think you got to give yourself a little bit more credit. I, because I think, <laughs> yeah. oh God, I think you got to give yourself a little bit more credit here, buddy, because Ben Roethlisberger, I don't, did he, does he not stretch? Can I we mean, at least get Grasso, I did break my ankle falling down the stairs. stairs. Sober. Sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's I not mean, Gregory, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he looked not great. So, I mean, I think I, I'm with Wiener on this that DJ's team definitely overperformed this week. Um, Antonio Gibson just get sometimes the screen just you get lucky on a screen pass, and that's what happened. He got he got lucky. They did they, could they put up that many points every week? Maybe, but I you know, and I will point this out slim, slim to none though chance yeah. that that his his that harris gibson and more have a showing like that all well, at the same time well i will point this out too we were talking about how uh moose made all the wrong choices on his team this week deej made all the right choices he had he had alan robinson and kenny galladay and the bucks defense and he chose to sit them all which you know other people would probably start them and he started a players that ended up scoring a lot more points so that you know i mean he was going to beat fits regardless but that probably helped him win those 20 bucks this week oh absolutely that management definitely put him over the top right i think he might have one or two more games like this game this season with gibson and harris going off and really carrying we'll see Steelers have the toughest schedule of football, so I don't know how many more games he's going to have like this. But I I wanted to point out one thing before we take a quick break and we come back for our power rankings. But we brought up the trade before. Uh, The trade was Henry Ruggs III for Michael Carter. Uh, And like he said, trading nickels for pennies. But I, I don't want to talk about the trade. I want to talk about trade etiquette because you know we're we're in a league that's very active and i think it's important for people to realize that there is a good way and a bad way to go about doing trades if you if you just send blanket trade offers to all of the league all the time you're probably not going to get a response and then just going to sit there and you're like did this guy see it did he do anything about it is he going to accept it i don't know or decline it. Now, uh, you know, the, what happens the best, the, the way trades mostly get made is when you talk to somebody about it ahead of time and you bring up why you want to, you give your reasoning, you find out what they want. And it also creates for a much easier trading atmosphere. Also, if you start a trade and you say, oh, I was just offering that as a baseline, you're not going to get anyone to accept it ever. No, and that was my mini rant there. And that was his TED talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my TED talk. So, uh, so we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with the power rankings. And we're back. That was a really quick break. I feel refreshed. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I thought you were going to play some sort of a sounder or something. We're working on it. We're working on the balance. And then <laughs> that's that'll go in and post. Okay, we'll put it when we when we have when we post. have post when we have post. That's where it'll go. So it'll be in the re- start making money on this. We spot. are we are only a few unique listeners away on Spotify Guys, we're to making money. Yeah. If anyone's really if anyone's listening, just like tell one other person that's not in this league, like your mom, like anybody's like mom or some, someone's grandma would let, I don't know, man, we need like two more listeners and we might make like five cents on this and it would blow my mind. Yeah. Yep. 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 
So I don't know, I don't know the details. Does just Joe get paid? What, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm you, just excited at the prospect. We don't. We don't need to talk about that on the podcast. We can figure about that. We well, can we're figure that out with the listeners. If we ever make money, this is a very we're sharing. We're giving it right back in gift cards, prizes, you name it. We we're gonna give out five to one. Pay I got two kids to pay for. I'm not sharing any income. We don't have to give them all of it, Greg. Just some of it so they feel like it, you know? All right. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> uh, uh, so the first three weeks of the season were kind of unique from other seasons because we changed our divisions. And now we had sort of a rivalry uh, sequence where it was you play your division for the first three weeks we're out of that now so we're going to be playing mixing up all the divisions but I felt it comfortable and I think the guys did too that we can really look at the power rankings and we're going to kind of tear them up so you can kind of see how they fit together in terms of like the bottom of the league the middle of the league the top of the league kind of what Doge mentioned at the top of the show so we're going to start with the bottom of the league and you know, I just want to preface this by saying our league, like last year, is a lot tighter than it has been in other years. Uh, the, the worst teams aren't great, but they're not like awful. You know, in in a in a in a mediocre league, it would probably you could make the playoffs and you could do pretty well with that team. But because you're playing in a league like we have, it's really difficult with your team that you have. So I just want to preface that so nobody gets any hurt feelings uh, when they hear how bad their team is. So yeah, I was going to read your team is at the bottom of this league does not mean it's a bad team. It just means. Just remember it, last year when we did these power rankings, Dale was number 12 for multiple weeks. And then by the end, he was like in the top four. Yes. And I'm going to remember that as I read these, uh, the bottom tier. So just keep telling. Just keep yes. telling. So, so so you know, and I no I, particular I, order. And I just want to know that I went into this with no bias, and I think you guys will all agree when you see me read the list because I I wrote the list out, and the guys agree with my numbers uh, for the most part. So the bottom tier, really, at, right at the bottom, is my team, the broken cocklet corollary, the uh, the mouth breather himself. Uh, you know, and so we got 12 there. The Vinzaloons, even though they had a fantastic week last week, uh, I put them at number 11. Uh, the weak side werewolves are 10 and the Fitzmagic are nine. And that's kind of our bottom tier. You know, that's really the, the teams that have major holes, whether it's, you know, my team has some serious running back issues and consistency issues. Uh, you know, Vinny's team has had next to no production outside of this week. Uh, Zeke and Kareem, you're not going to see that all the time. Robert Woods is obviously playing second fiddle to Cooper Cup. Um, and, you know, Dale's team, although not great, you know, not awful, is still, you know, not great. I, he's got a lot of holes outside of his running back and wide receiver one. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great season again. But there's a lot of these holes there, holes there. And we had talked at, at length last week about Fitz's team that I'm it's just not I'm, sh- I, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shocked that. I, again, as someone who who is is you know I, I feel in a top tier team, we'll get to that. I'm shocked that more people, particularly in that bottom tier, have not reached out to try to get trades and get better players. I don't know if it's just they're not reaching out to me and they're reaching out to other people, but I, I don't I don't know. I feel like I think we Ben, you talk about trades and the etiquette. I just think that trades are an underutilized resource in the league because everyone's worried about making the other team better. And when you should really just focus on, all right, is this going to make my team better? Yes. Um, do I only play this team one more time this year? Yes. And if they beat me, great. But that, that this one trade might get me four more wins than I would get now. So I don't know. I just, I just feel like these bottom teams need to make some wholesale changes. You know, we, we've not yet seen a blockbuster deal. And I, again, I, I have not been offered any, which again, I'm a little surprised. We're kind of waiting for a, a two for one with Cooper cup or a, or a three for one or, or a three for two with, you know, with a running back and a receiver. So I don't uh, know. This these, is these, shameless advertising. I hope you're listening. I just know these teams need to make major moves that are not waiver wire moves. Cause our, again, like you guys have said, the waiver wire is extremely thin and you might Very get one shallow. boom week. Yeah. So it's like to make your team better, you have to make moves. So again, I'm just still, I, I know we're only three weeks in, but I'm waiting for the first blockbuster 
I think that has a lot to do with it too, is that we're only three weeks in and people kind of want to see where things kind of settle out there. People don't want to give up hope on their draft picks just right. yet. Um, I mean, that's where I'm at. I don't want to trade. I definitely, that's uh, that mentality of not making your team better is definitely where my brain is. Greg, hundred percent. Um, like I, I, I know that my team is good and I don't want to give anyone, any of my players to make their team better. Now, as one of those bottom tier players, I, um, I, or the bottom tier player, you could argue. I, and again, I see, I do like what I see from my team. I just ran into some issues with injuries this past week, but I just need to see the volume pay off that's going on. So there is a, there is a certain patience that goes into it because you have to believe that you, you see these glimmers. Like there's, when, when I look at my player to try and evaluate if it's a bust or if it's good, I look at the volume that they're getting. They may not produce be producing the role, results right now, but they're getting the chances to. So there's only there's only one volume in fantasy football that matters, and that's wins. Well, sure, but that's that. I mean, how did that's the that's the end result? But you have to look at the other volume to get there. Now, some the so when you when you're evaluating, like I just feel like I, my players have been unlucky, and that's going to turn around. But uh, you know, and all that may change in a few weeks. But right now, that is my stance. So. We'll move on to the middle tier. Now, these guys are all kind of a blob in the middle. Uh, and there's obvious holes, but they have some some really better, good parts as well. And we're talking like eight is keys to success. Seven is big X bashers. Six is show me TDs. And five, who, you know, two weeks ago, we probably would have said would be number one. But five is the Papa squats. And each of these teams have, you know, some some good things and some bad things about them. Uh, Doge, you ta- you talk about Keegan's team being that sort of fool's gold. Yeah, I I think there's there's again there's something very common in these tiers is that is that they can definitely win a week with with a with a small group of players on each team, but they also can lose the week if those players don't get the 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 volume or the touchdowns or the. I think they're, these are the boom bust teams. These are the teams that when you go in, you know, when I go against Keegan, I'm just hoping Mahomes and, and Hill don't go off together. But if I go against Eckel, I'm just hoping that his receivers are, are average, are, are, you know, and they're all in that wide receiver two range. So it's, if, and then I feel comfortable, you know, with that matchup, if that happens. So there, there's definitely things in this, in these teams that are very similar to each other. Yeah. There's definitely a, a um, these teams definitely have a range and have like a, a, a ceiling that they're all trying to break through. And there's like one player on each of these teams. That's like, well, maybe this, this person will go off this week. There's a lot of hoping, uh, you know, that like one, one person is going to go off. Unfortunately, Spencer's team dropped because of injuries. I'm sure he will recoup and be fine. He made some waiver wire pickups. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll be just, he'll be okay. Um, and adjust, but any of these teams can win a week or win against each other. But I don't know if any of these teams can go all the way and win the championship. Right. And I mean, this is also bar- barring more injuries. Right. And yeah, injuries are always that X factor that you don't really know will go anywhere. Uh, and so, yeah, so th- that was our middle tier, but our top tier I want to kind of focus on, because this is where a real dogfight's going to happen. Now, uh, before we get into that top tier, I feel like there was some contention between four and five, five and four that can be kind of interchangeable. Uh, at least I think so. And I'm sure Greg and Chris, you'll agree. So four, we have yeah. the dynasty, uh, Christy Gregorio at three. We have the moose mayhem at two. We have two deers too deep. And uh, in first, we have Wieners Wien Dogs. Yes, I know three people on the cop podcast are top three. I made this list, by the way, and I put myself in last place. So I feel like it anchors that. But, you know, when you when you look at these teams, they really are constructed very well and top heavy. And they're uh, each each player on those teams are capable week in and week out of scoring double double digit points consistently so it's why you look at all of them and dj's team has the most boom bust potential which is why he's took kind of towards the bottom i would put the i'd make a that that's that mid tier i would make it a five team tier 
mm-hmm. and put Deej in there. Okay. So granted, he might be, you know, you you might rank him in the top in the top four. I still think he's in that second tier. Again, I think he's like the same things I've said about his team previously, same things I said about the about tier two last time, I think are true for for his team. I think the top three teams we just drafted. And you know, our drafts, the players that we thought were gonna hit have hit so far. Um and I, again, I hate being number one week three. I'd rather be number one week 17. Uh, but I, I, think, I think these the fact that I beat Joe and I beat Joe in the way that I did was impressive for me. And, and again, I think the, the divisions are tight. Again, the divisions are really tight. So it's, it's, these divisional wins are going to be big moving forward. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Wiener's team is just going to keep doing that you had like spots where like, oh, I don't have faith in this player like Cooper Cup. I Austin Ackler, what's he gonna do? What's Herbert gonna look like? Is that offense gonna be that offense is absolutely fantastic and is definitely gonna carry you the rest of the season? They might uh, that team is fantastic. That Chargers team is absolutely fantastic. Justin Herbert is a machine. Um, and I think I think you just keep kind of plowing through the rest of the year, as long as barring any injuries, because we were talking about Spencer's team this exact same way last week. And now without CMC and without AJ Brown, Spencer's team is not the same team. And without, you know, switching his players out ever. Well, yeah. Yeah. So when, when do you think has Spencer actually spent any fab? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He uh, He dropped 40 bucks this week. He picked up. He dropped more than he dropped 40 on one player. He's dropped some money this week. He's, He's figuring it out. You know, he's figuring it out. He's, He's making it work, but that top tier, any of those teams is if everybody stays healthy, the ability for those teams to score 130 points every week is there. It's very, very easy. By the way, Spencer, the word of the week is Vonnegut. You come say that to one of us and Grasso will take you bowling. Like Kurt. What, what What is that? Can we get a definition? As in Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, that's what I said. Is it he? What is he's a drummer? No, he's an author. Oh. You also have to tell me what book he wrote, Spencer, and mm. then and then you'll get your bowling match with Grasso. So now I need to know. I'll tell. I'll tell you offline. Okay. 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 So going into these next few weeks, it's going to be critical for every team because we're really facing every other team in the league that's not in our division. So there can be a lot of different changes going on here. But, you know, that brings us kind of the end of our show tonight. We got to do picks. Oh, that's right. You know, I, I felt like I felt like we were missing something. <laughs> yeah, we you're go. literally, I'm looking at you. We, you, you I have, the, yes, I have the rundown in front of my face. I'm looking at the rundown. Let's uh, move through these picks quick. Let's 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 do speed rounds. Okay, uh, give me one second to bring up the sheet because clearly I thought we were done. <laughs> do you have the soundboard? You got the soundboard. There's a soundboard sounder that you should probably use right now. Well, I know the. Let's talk about the first matchup, which I, I know, it, it, and I want to talk about it right away. Okay, so so before we get into, before we get into those picks, I just want to say, like I said earlier that we were we had a terrible pick week last week i went one and five moose went one and five fitz our guest went one and five doge and grasso went two and four though uh so picks were tough so which matchup do you want to start with doge i want to start out with our matchup benjamin of course you do i mean first place versus last place it's kind of easy you know i mean th- there's no real way to splice this i think you're just going to steamroll me unless my everybody in my this could be one of those weeks where everybody on my team does well but i don't see it happening i have gronk going into new england he is going to score three touchdowns i mean brady will throw for uh, quite a few i don't know if gronk's going to score all of them you, you, wait you don't think brady is going to give gronk his time to spike the ball in new england wearing a different jersey um, it's 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 i i think I think I'm going to dominate this week. Sorry, Ben. I'm picking myself. Well, sure. I mean, I'm picking you too. Grasso, are you, do, oh. do you concur? Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Ben. Oh, you don't have to apologize. I mean, it's... I'm sorry. Yeah. His team is just really good, and I think it's going to sh- his team's going to show up again. I-, I said last week Cooper Cup couldn't do it again, and then he did it again, and then some. Um, I, I think that 
team is pretty, I think your team is pretty unstoppable right now, Doge. Um, good, good luck keeping everybody healthy. All right, let's move on to the Cakes to Success versus the Moose Mayhem. This is another one where Moose's team is just so good, and I like the matchups. I'm going to pick him over the Cakes to Success. I concur. I, Joe, I, I think, it, again, is a, is a top three team. Keegan is, is a boom bust, and Hill has not been good the last few weeks. So uh, people are able to, to scheme him out on defense. So I'm going to go with Moose as well. I just like, I just like everybody on Moose's team. I know that there's an issue deciding between which Lions running back, but both of them are. Yeah, they're all gonna they're all gonna score more points than my running back. So right. So I mean, I and that's just for his flex. Like I feel like the top end of his team is kind of set and forget. Just looks good. I really like Jamar Chase. Um, and Moose, I think, is going to take the win this week. Sorry. Uh, well, all right. Uh, and Moose, by the way, when you're listening to this, please send me picks like Doge did this week so I can add them in and we can keep them tallied up. Let's move on to Two Beers Too Deep versus the Fitz Magic. Again, this is another easy one. Grasso, your matchups are great. And Fitz, I just haven't seen much from your team at all. So I'm going to go with Two Beers Too Deep. I'm going Fitz. I think Fitz is going to have a surprise week and a Grasso can't be 4 0. All right. Um, I mean, I feel like Fitz is my kryptonite and I'm definitely going to lose this week. He's going to have a rebound week. His team has good people on it. Miles Sanders, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So you're going, you're going with Fitz? <laughs> I don't Miles Sanders, I don't know. Um, if Hop feels yeah. healthy, yeah, I'm going Fitz. No, I'm going myself. Fuck that. My team is awesome. Wait, so now you're going yourself. A now mid, I'm going a mid pick change. <laughs> All right, uh, also, I love it. Also, breaking a bit of breaking news. Um, uh, Kara just walked into the office holding three Kurt Vonnegut books. So. Apparently, there's a lot in our house that I have just not really noticed. Okay. So, yeah, just, you know, Spencer, if you learn one of those book names, you tell us, Grasso will take you bowling. So, okay. So, next up, let's move on to <laughs> the Big Seg- Big X Bashers versus the Dynasty. This one's going to be a closer matchup, but I in this is going to be the battle of who's going to overmanage who. You know, they're all both going to be try and start their best lineup, but I'm going to give the slight edge to Echo here. I really like his matchups. I think Metcalf is finally going to go off, and Cooks has been great. Cooks has been kind of one of those underrated picks that's silently done really well for him. So I'm going, and I don't think. DJ's players are going to repeat what he did last week. So I'm going with Ak. I'm going Deej. I just, I got a feeling that his running backs are going to outperform Eccles and receivers. Um, All right, cross. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. This feels wrong coming out of my mouth. Um, I'm going to go Big X Bashers this week. Um, I think his wide receiver and flex depth with Travis Kelsey, um, those four players kind of are going to be the bread and butter of his team for the rest of the season. Um, I think he pulls out the win. I don't think I don't think Justin Tucker hits another sixty-six yard field goal. I don't think Antonio. I mean, he has he has the leg though. Yeah, like, I don't think has... Antonio Gibson has a, a sixty-yard screen pass or a touchdown. You know. So I'm going Basher. Bashers. I don't always feel so bad to say that. But, you know, you got to do what the data tells you. And, and if you're Doge, then it's your gut. Let's move on to probably one of the closest matchups that's going to be going on throughout the whole weekend. It's the Vinzaloons versus the Show Me TDs. Now, I think Vinny's team is starting to wake up a little bit here. You know, I saw what Zeke did last week. Josh Allen's not going to repeat 40 points, 
but I think he's still going to be in the mid-20s against a terrible Houston team. Robert Woods is going to have to do something eventually or else that's that's going to be real trouble. And, you know, I just don't know how I feel about Cordell Patterson and David Montgomery. So I'm going with the Vince Loons. I'm going Vinny as well. I think anyone playing Houston is going to go off. And, and the fact that it's Allen, he could have three rushing touchdowns. Um, so I'm going to go with, with Vinny. <clears throat> yeah, I don't really like the running back, Jimmy's running back room very much. I don't trust it at all. Um, that's not to say that I trust Zeke and Kareem Hunt much more, but I think Josh Allen is going to be – Vinny took Josh Allen early, and I think Josh Allen is going to carry Vinny to probably all of his wins this year. I'm um, going, Vinny. All right. Wrapping it up, we're looking at the pop squats versus the weak side werewolves. Try to say that like a phone announcer. And like what kind of phone? Like movie phone? Like that yeah, one? like movie phone. Yeah, exactly. Like Kramer watching a lot of Seinfeld lately. Anyways, this is going to be another week. You know, Spencer's in a real rough shape here without CMC. That's so many points on his team. I think Dale is going to get his first win here. So I'm going weak side werewolves. I just like his matchups. I like who he's starting. I don't like who Spencer's starting. I have to go with Dale as well. I think I don't. I think Spencer is going to need two more weeks to really reestablish himself. But I wouldn't be surprised if Spencer's two and three uh, by week five. So I'm going to go with Dale. Right. Uh, it makes me. Uh, I think Spencer Bade is going to make enough moves uh, to like rehab his team. But I don't. I think Dale's team has another good week. Um. And I'm going to go with Dale. He's going to get his first win. He was so close last week, you know. So we're all going Dale. I mean, Joe Mixon's a top five running back. James Robinson, they're actually using him again. We're going, I'm going Dale. Sonny Michelle in the flex, meh. All right, fellas. So that brings us this time to the end of our show. Now, for real. Now, for real, this time. For real, this is it. I don't have any more content after this. Do you guys? Do you guys have any more hidden things that you've tacked on the end here? Uh, no, I'm just reading. I'm just reading the things that we wrote. <laughs> the last thing. Okay, great. Well then, for for the Wieners Mean Dogs, Greg Marcou, and for Christopher Grosso's Two Beers Too Deep, I'm the Mouth Breather Ben Max, reminding you to be kind to one another and. If you're gonna t- if you're gonna make a trade, talk to each other, and don't forget, as always, to win your week. Really? No, it's not Gregory, sir. Idiot! See you tomorrow.